Welcome to Effortless Swimming, the podcast for swimmers, triathletes, and coaches. Join Australian swim coach Brenton Ford as he reveals the latest techniques and information to improve your swimming. Let's dive right in. Welcome to another episode of the Effortless Swimming Podcast. Today's guest is Gary Barclay, a friend of mine who's here in Melbourne as well. And Gary's from theswimmingexpert.com. And the reason why I wanted to get Gary on the call today was because uh, Gary's written a book called Swimming for Parents, and uh, he's got a lot of information about how to best support your child in swimming. And so this episode is about the one about raising champion swimmers. And you know, before we, uh, we talk about champion swimmers, is my definition of a, a champion swimmer is a swimmer that enjoys swimming and they love to be around the sport, and they continue on, um, you know, past their 18, and when they uh, you know, and when they, they get older, they love the sport. So uh, welcome to the call, Gary. Thanks very much, Brenton. So it's, uh, so we've been trying to sort of put this podcast together for a little while now, but uh, now our schedules haven't sort of worked out, but now we've finally got to do it. And um, I guess one of the things that sort of comes to mind when we're talking about, you know, helping parents support their kids is um, probably one of the last things you should give is um, parental advice. Um, but you know, for coming from your background, I think you've got such a good um, such a good background in swimming that you know that you can sort of provide some helpful tips for parents um, to help their their swimmers. So to say, you know, what what sort of I guess qualifies you to, to help give this advice for parents? Yeah, uh, Brenton. Um, uh, for many, well, I swam for many years, and uh, you know, observed my own parents and their support of me when I was swimming. I then uh, began coaching and worked for about 12 years coaching junior swimmers, uh, particularly and age group swimmers, and uh, dealing with their parents and working with their parents on a daily basis provided me with a, a terrific insight into um, how parents feel about their children and their um, relationships between the parent and the coach and the parent and the, the swimmer themselves. and. Uh, I guess since then, uh, I've had two children of my own and I've been fortunate enough to watch both of them enjoy the sport of swimming and become competitive swimmers in their own right. And they've both swum at a, a state level. They're only young at this stage and they're not doing a lot of training, but um, it's been really interesting balancing that um, that parent hat together with having been a former coach as well and uh, watching what they're doing in the water. And you've worked with athletes from, you know, kids in you know, learn to swim all the way up to you've managed Olympic gold and silver medalist Brooke Hansen, Paralympic gold medalist Matt Cowdery, and triathletes like Emma Carney. So you've you've worked with athletes from with all abilities, and and I, I think it's interesting how you say that it's interesting balancing the the parenting hat and the coaching hat because sometimes I think those lines can get a little bit blurred even if the the parent isn't a coach themselves, but they really they want to help their kids so much that they feel like they should be stepping in and you know maybe telling the coach what to do. What are your sort of views on that? Yeah, that's exactly right, Brenton. And uh, you know it's an interesting conundrum for the parent because you see your child doing something and you're investing time and money and uh, supporting them in their swimming. And sometimes if they're not listening to the coach or if you think they should be swimming better than what they are as a parent, it, it can be quite easy to get involved and say some things to your children that maybe aren't the right things to say at that time. One of the 
things that I encourage parents to do is to support the coach um, that is coaching their son or daughter and uh, to listen to what the coach is saying to them and reinforcing that. So if they're talking to them about uh, their getting there early on race day so they can do a proper warm-up, then as a parent doing everything you can to support your child to do that and getting them there that hour or one and a half hours before they race um, is a great example. Yeah, definitely. And I think that Anissa said that parents of swimmers are amazing because swimming is probably one of the most time-intensive and energy-intensive sports um, that you can put your swimmers into, you know, put your kids into because, you know, it, it usually means early mornings. It means a lot of trainings per week. And I, I can't think of many other sports that, um, that require so much from the parents. So, um, yeah, no matter, you know, if you're a parent of a smart, you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I think the, um, the friendships that you make as a swimming parent as well are really important and something that are, are very much underestimated. Our swimmers, uh, or, or the swimmers are swimming with other boys and girls of a similar age and they make friendships quite easily. But it's also the parents who can make lifelong friendships with other parents who, who are in a similar situation to them. So there's not a lot of parents out there getting up at 4 o'clock, 4.15, 4.30 in the morning to take their child to swimming. And uh, when you have the opportunity uh, to, to catch up with other parents who are in a similar situation as you, you can create lifelong friendships and, uh, and really bond together and, and share through the ups and downs that is the sport of swimming. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, as a swimmer, you know, you form such good friendships with the people that you train with because you go through these hard training sessions together and you go through these early mornings and you get a really strong bond that way. And, you know, you're among similar people who have got the same sort of work ethic um, and standards as you. And, you know, same goes for the parents because, you know, you won't find that all parents are willing to get up that early for their kids and, you know, do those sorts of things. So it's, it's a great way to meet people who, um, who are very similar to you and you can make great friendships that way. So that's a, you know, it's a really good, good point. It's, it's probably something that's not, not talked about too much when it comes to actually parenting. Uh, I actually think for both the parent and the swimmer, the friendships that you make in the sport, um, they're the memories that you hold for the rest of your life. And I, I know through my experience of swimming, and I swam in uh, swimming squads from the age of seven or eight through to about 22, 23, and uh, it was interesting when it came to my wedding, I would say that 40% of the guests were swimmers who I'd swum with through the ages of 11 through to about 22, and many of them for that entire period. And the bond that swimmers get and, the, you know, it's one of the major benefits of taking part in a sport like swimming is those friendships and, uh, you know, growing up together and, and supporting each other later on as well. Yeah, that's right. It's not just about about the swimming, is it? You know, it, it is about those friendships that you create. And um, you know, some of, pretty much all of my best friends have come through swimming. So it's um, yeah, such a great great sport for that. Now, we, I I find that you know parents can play a huge role in the success of their kids' swimming career. You know, whether they go on to make um, states or nationals or you know an international team. Um, in terms of success, is you know they play a huge role in how much their kids can in, enjoy swimming. So, what are your sort of views on that? Why why do parents play such a huge role? 
I think the support that parents provide, um, particularly in uh, transporting uh, their children to and from swimming training, uh, the financial support, paying squad fees, um, buying equipment. Um, be careful what equipment you do buy in regards to racing suits. Make sure they're allowed to be worn at the particular meets you're going at. Um, I think the other support that's vital with a parent is supporting your child um, and loving your child regardless of performance. There's not many swimmers who go into a swim meet and don't want to perform well. Like They all invariably try to a certain extent, most of them to a high level. So, yeah, there, there's not many that do that. Yeah, and I think that's probably the, um, probably the difference between you know, parents, parents that are invested in the, the outcome of their kids' um, swimming performance versus the, the process of it. And I find that that's probably one of the biggest um, things that can get younger swimmers down is when their you know, parents are hard on them if they don't perform well in a race because um, you know they put enough pressure on themselves most of the time that if someone else is saying you know, why did you swim so slow, it's just you know it's that little bit extra is what can tip them over the edge to make them not enjoy the sport. Yeah, no, that, that's right, and. Uh you know, when um, uh, I'll give you an example. When a swimmer hops into the car after they've been to a competition and they haven't done well, you know, sometimes it's better off leaving it to the coach to give them the feedback rather than as a parent giving the feedback that you'd probably really like to give them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, just supporting them in that way is really important too. Yeah, definitely. And that's, um, you know, I think my parents were fantastic when I was growing up with swimming. You know, they... Um, they provided everything I needed from, you know, you know, the food and transport and all that sort of stuff, but they never put the hard word on me as to, you know, when I had a bad race. But if I had a good race, you know, they'd congratulate me. Um, they'd tell me how, how amazing the race was and just make me feel good about it. So um, and that's, that's sort of the most you can, can do as a parent is just have that supportive role um, and then leave the feedback and everything else up to the coach. Yeah, very much so. I think with younger swimmers, parents also have a, an opportunity to help them develop independence. And uh, by saying that, you know, when you're a young swimmer and you go to a swim meet and you have to go down to a marshalling room or a call room or, or to report for your race, then often the parents can't go with you. So uh, as a parent, you need to trust your son or daughter that they're going to do the right thing, go to the right place. Uh, often their coach will take them down there. And um, it, I guess an extension of that is when it comes to race time as a parent, you're sitting in the grandstand and there's nothing that you can do to to help your son or daughter when they're standing behind the block. And it is one of the wonderful things about swimming is that uh, you know, when you dive into the pool, no one can affect your performance. Like you swim up and down the black line and uh, and each child has an equal opportunity to swim as well as they can. But as a parent sitting in a grandstand, that can be quite nerve-wracking uh, watching your child on show in front of potentially 200, 500, even 1,000 people. And, you know, it's a really interesting experience to go through as a parent and uh, how you handle that as a parent um, internally as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. Now, when I get emailed a couple times uh, each month from parents who haven't seen improvement in their kids for maybe six or 12 months or, or their, their kid has been overtaken by their friends in the pool. And I'd be interested to get uh, your take on that. As in, what sort of advice would you give to parents who 
um, who have seen their kids not improving for a period of time or been overtaken by their friends? Yeah, there's no doubt, Brenton, that, that every child develops at a different rate. And, you know, sometimes you will see races where it might be a 12 and under race where you have uh, children who are well-developed swimming in normally the middle lanes versus some other children who may be not as well-developed but may be better technically in swimming. Um, one of the great things about swimming is the roller coaster ride that swimmers go on where there may be um, big improvements in one year and then maybe not as big the next year and then the following year they might have a huge improvement and the following year they may not improve at all. And a lot of their improvement in the younger years is around their body development and how quickly their um, their muscles develop and their bones grow um, that way. It's not always, um, you know, if a swimmer doesn't improve uh, as quickly as they would like or as their parents would like, um, sometimes that's just uh, just part of being involved in the sport and it's maybe their body's not letting them progress as quickly as they would like to. Um, particularly as they go, um, as they mature, the body shape changes and uh, you can go from, for example, a young girl swimming to a, um, a mature female swimming with a totally different body shape, a totally different um, bone density and, uh, and results may go backwards for a little bit before they go forwards again. So th- there's a whole lot of different reasons why athletes develop at different rates and and why we as parents need to really support the kids through whatever stage they're at uh, in their development and improvement. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, it happens from, you know, when the kids are 10, 11, 12, they might have a you know, bit of a plateau where they're not improving. And it happens all the way up to, you know, sort of 18, 19 and older. Like, for example, a friend of mine, he was, he was an average swimmer during his, his teenage years, but then he, uh, and he took a year off swimming and then he came back and he trained really hard for a year and went on to make a national open final. And, you know, his body just needed that time to develop and his, I guess, his mindset as well. But, um, you know, it's always an up and down um, type of thing with swimming. So it's, yeah, it doesn't matter if you have a bad year. If you train the next year, you might find that it, you improve a lot. So it's, um, it's all about the, you know, the body takes time to grow, the mind takes time to grow, and, uh, you know, you, you just can't, um, you know, be um, too unhappy about it. A bad year, as as hard as that is, it's um you're always your body's always changing. That's exactly right, and I know um you know the closest experience I've ever had to that was actually myself when I was swimming, and uh, I can remember being 14 years old and uh, swimming times as a 13 year old that would have uh, gone close to winning medals as a 14 year old, and then when I went along to the Australian Age Championships as a 14 year old. I didn't make a final. I was ranked in the top three or four, but uh, I'd had a six-month period where I not only didn't improve, but actually went backwards. And I was very fortunate to have a coach and parents who were quite understanding at the time. Um, you know, I've got no doubt my parents were quite confused why you could swim so fast one year and then uh, go backwards the next year. But my body had grown. It was a different shape, a different size. Um, I weighed about 10 kilos more, so I had to take that extra 10 kilos through the water. And I hadn't developed the power in my muscles to be able to to do that. And uh, the following year, I just took off and, and smashed my PBs in everything. And yet, I probably didn't train as well in that following year because of uh, school commitments. 
but uh, but still, you know, the body was ready to go, and uh, and I kept at it, and you keep moving forward. Mm. And another thing to note too is that if uh, let, let's say your, your child's training for nationals and uh, they swim really well in the lead up at states, and then at nationals they might swim slower. So you know, that same situation could be happening to them, or they might just not have had a great taper leading up to the event. So they might not have had the ideal rest. Uh, you know, they might have just mistimed it a bit. So that's that's another thing that can affect swimmers' performance because it's such a um, it's such a fragile type of thing when you're training a lot and to get the right amount of rest in the lead up to a big competition. So there's so many different factors that impact on how you swim that um, that you really can't put it all down to that one performance. You know, it's a you have to look at it at the long term view. Oh, very much so, and I think all the way through the swimming career, um, you know, parents are just going to need to support their child. Like if their child loves swimming and loves uh, the friends that they have at swimming, it's keeping them healthy, uh, it's teaching them so many different skills. And you know, while we all look at swimming and, and swimming performance is the, the key aspect that we're looking at, there's so many other life skills that our children are learning at the same time as they go through the sport. And I think it's important to keep that in the back of your mind, particularly at times when swimmers aren't uh, um, competing as well or, or training as well as they used to or as you think they could. Um, it's all these other life skills that they're learning, the independence and the time management, uh, learning how to win and how to lose and, and doing so with grace and supporting each other, uh, working with your teammates. Um, there's so much more to the sport of swimming than performance. And when these swimmers, um, you know, if your child or daughter doesn't um, perform well over a small period of time, as a parent, keep in the back of your mind uh, all these other things that, that your child's being exposed to. Yeah, and that's something I hear a lot from um, my dad's a coach and he... Uh, and all the majority of swimmers that I speak to say that the number one thing that they learnt swimming wasn't you know how to how to swim. Of course, they learnt how to swim, but it was the life life skills that they learnt going through that um, going through their teenage years when they were swimming. And, you know about the the things you mentioned with the work ethic and the time management and all those sorts of skills. And I think that that's got to be my number one thing is learning from the sport is is those types of things and not not just the ability to swim. Yeah, no, very much so. Uh, another really big one, and and one that um, that we probably don't use in our own lives as much as we should as as parents of children who swim, and that's around goal setting. Um, quite often, you know, coaches and and parents, but normally the coaches will work with uh, with the swimmers on goal setting and on setting little short term and medium term goals in an effort to reach some longer term goals. And uh, it's something that we can do as parents as well, is actually set ourselves some goals. And it may even be that, you know, instead of sitting there watching our child train, that you go off and go for a walk and twice a week you might walk for 45 minutes and set yourself a goal of doing that. Or in one of the best times to shop uh, these days is in the mornings when uh, if your child's swimming between, say, 5 and 7 in the morning, you might at 6 o'clock go up to the local supermarket if it's open at that time and do the weekly shopping. So you then drop past, pick them up at 7 and you're on your way home and, and you've set yourself some goals of, 
using your time really wisely and uh, looking after yourself. Yeah, and that way, you, you know, you can make the most of um, having to get up that early and, and I guess, um, you know, improve yourself um, while your kids are, you know, doing the same thing uh, in their swimming. So that's, um, that's, a, that's a great point. You can really um, use your time effectively um, when you get up that early anyway. And, uh, and I, I think that's something that one of my favourite things I think that I've got from swimming is that I just, I really can't sleep in. I just love to get up early and get started and get things done early in the day. And I know it's not the same for everyone. As soon as you, you're tired throughout the whole day um, and, you know, you do enjoy your naps and you do enjoy your sleep. But I think getting up at uh, like four, I think it was quarter past four most mornings, um, meant that, means that now I just can't stand getting up past eight o'clock when, uh, when I've got to sleep in just because you know, I just want to get up and get things going. Yeah, very much so, Brenton. And I think... Uh you know, it's one of the experiences that swimming families go through is uh, once uh, a child starts swimming in the morning sessions, and yes, it can be quite hard at first, but uh, they really enjoy bonding with their fellow teammates when they arrive at, you know, 5 o'clock, 5.30, 4 o'clock, uh, sorry, not, maybe not 4 o'clock, but um, you know, quarter to 5 in the morning. And... Uh, you know, the fact that there's other people there of the same age as them and a similar ability and they get to, to do something very special in training is, um, is quite unique in the sport of swimming. Definitely. Now, um, we've, got to, we've got to wrap this up, but if people want to find out more about how they can help support their kids, um, I highly recommend that they read your book, Swimming for Parents. Um, it's available as a hard copy. It's also available uh, as an e-book. Is that right? Yep, that, that's correct. Uh, so even if you are overseas and you, you know, would just like to read it um, on the computer, then you can get it that way. Um, so you know, you can head you can head to swimmingparents.com is it or dot au? Yeah, um, swimmingforparents.com. So it's got all the word for in the middle, F O R. And uh, they can also, if they want just uh, more information, so very similar to what I. Um, do on my effortlesswimming.com website. I provide weekly tips. You do the same thing, um, slightly targeted more towards age group swimmers and and parents uh, on the swimmingexpert.com website. So um, I highly recommend going to both those sites and checking them out if you'd like to learn more. So Gary, thank you so much for being on the call. Uh, I'm sure the feedback for this will be fantastic. I know I've got a lot from it and uh, it's always good talking to you about this stuff. All right. Thanks very much, Brenton. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the Effortless Swimming Podcast. To get transcriptions, bonus videos, and to be the first to hear about new episodes, go to swimmingpodcast.com.